Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Walsh. Welcome, Chris. It's great to be here, Dan. All right, Chris. Good to have you back after last week off. Um, and in the interim, we had the BRICS conference. Um, and the BRICS conference, it's finally concluded here. Um, significant takeaways? What, what, what can you share about what you learned? Yeah, I, I think if people were looking for some great agreement or, or currency la- launch, maybe they're disappointed. But I think what we saw was just continued momentum around a large percentage of the global economy that want a solution that isn't uh, controlled by the U.S. And I think that momentum has been building for really almost a decade now, and I think it's going to continue to build. Um, And I think the most interesting dynamic that came out of it was not any grand agreement BRICS writ large, but a lot of bilateral agreements between BRICS countries. And I think we're going to see more of that. Um, And I think we'll see more um, uh, infrastructure, more structure to the organization across time and space. And, you know, those that uh, want to be cynical will say it's, it's going to be a nothing burger and and those that are really supportive are going to say it's going to be the end of the U.S. dollar hegemony. And, you know, my guess is the outcome will be something in the middle. But it's definitely worth paying attention to. And it's going to be really interesting to see what develops economically between countries that may have been historic rifles or may look for a way to cooperate to minimize the influence of U.S. geopolitical pressure. Um, And then kind of moving from from one conference there to to another, uh, Jackson Hole, right? Um, We had Jay Powell there, uh, reiterated his his 2% inflation target, um, and kind of despite the rumors that the Fed would be required to increase their their inflation target. Do you think this implies higher real rates? Um, and do you think that further uh, puts some pressure on, on equity valuations? Yeah. I Look, I'm encouraged that Powell is, is trying to reiterate an element of independence. I think it's imperative that he convinces the market that he's intent on maintaining that 2% target because they really need inflation expectations to come down and they really need interest rates to come down so that, as we've talked about in the past, the sovereign has half a shot at being able to fund deficits for a longer period of time. Um, I'm also of the opinion that that the Fed is, has ultimately lost control of its policy tools. And I think we've seen evidence of that and that they had no intention of... Um, wanting to create the inflation that occurred, but, you know, they stood around and watched it happen, and then they uh, were very late to tightening monetary policy. Again, I don't think they had any intention of wanting to get to 5%, but that that choice was taken away from them. And I think, likewise, when they cut rates, how far they have to cut is not going to be a choice that they're going to make. The market's going to dictate that. And the the degree that it leads to a deeper recession or the degree that it re- leads to a higher risk premium or the degree to which it leads to larger credit losses will then just force their hand the other way. So 
you know, I, I'll take what he says with a grain of salt. I think the reality is um, he's going to have his hand forced one way or the other. Um, and what they do is, is not going to be by choice. It's going to be because they have no choice. Um, and another topic for today, um, something we've discussed in, in the past, but talking about China and economic data out of China, and it's been continuously weak. Um, Chinese authorities, their work could provide additional monetary stimulus, and they recently indicated that they'd be accelerating some fiscal spend. Yeah. Um, so as an investor, you know, how, how should folks be balancing the, out the, the rising stimulus from China, um, but yet also the, the higher uh, interest rates and, and higher for longer interest rate implications that sit here in the U.S. and, and Europe? Yeah. So it, so you can look at the liquidity tightening that's happening in the world ex-China, and the incremental liquidity we've seen come out of China is, is starting to offset that. And so we, we will likely see an improvement in liquidity conditions as we start to move through into the fourth quarter of this year and beyond. It doesn't mean it has to have the same impact as that has in the past, meaning in the past, that increase in liquidity provision would show up in risk assets. <clears throat> and that may or may not be the case this time. It could show up in, in higher inflationary pressures as we're seeing a bottoming in inflationary pressures from a, a rate of change on the downside. And we're starting to see an increase in inflationary pressures as it relates to uh, cost push in and around higher energy prices. Um, I think what's important is it's an, it's an acknowledgement that the world is looking for a driver of growth, meaning what we've recessed is the excess stimulus that the U.S. provided during COVID. And so it's going to be very important to gauge the inflection. And so the market's at this point where <clears throat> it's going to start worrying more and more about growth and less and less about inflation. And it wants to see that there's the flexibility for central banks to be able to cut rates in an environment where earnings expectations are going to continue to come down. Recession recessionary conditions are going to continue to broaden and deepen. And China's stimulus kind of can, can provide hopefully a bit of a tailwind, but it really is just an acknowledgement that they have just as serious issues in China for driving economic growth as Europe does, and ultimately the U.S. will as we kind of tip into recession here. All right, Chris, well, that's a good place to stop for today. So thanks. Um, good having you on here, and we'll see you soon. Sounds good, Dan. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson, and, or used by Von Nelson with permission, 
and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson Strategies.